about? Oh, there's going to be a hula contest at the luau. It's about a little boy. Oh, well, tell me why we dance. Dance? The professor? <laughs> I can't do the hula, Ginger. <laughs> I can't do the hula. Okay, here we go. Now he's... All right, I will revert to Now, it's 1979, so they're being cool about it, but he is sexually excited. Right. Well, you can tell from those 70s pants, he's got a raging one right now. <laughs> Look at that. You can see his heart on. Yeah. Like, you can't see shit. <laughs> so baggy. Well, none of them wear belts. Go again, Skipper. So they can't hang themselves. Right. Have you ever noticed on Gilligan's right. Island that they all don't have belts but their pants holds up? It's just totally yeah. unrealistic, Carl. I, I take the other moment. It could be suspenders. Okay, that was uh, right. funny. Yeah. Jerry Van Dyke was almost Gilligan. Jerry Van Dyke. Hey, I want to recommend to our audience Go type in My Mother the Car on YouTube, and you can watch every single episode of Jerry Van Dyke, the guy from Coach. Uh, he had a 60s show where his mom dies and is reincarnated into a car, a jalopy he buys, <laughs> and speaks to him through the radio. And it's great. It's great. I, I was really happy for him posted every episode. Well, yeah. okay. <clears throat> Listen, it's funny you say he, one of his biggest regrets is My Mother the Car. Uh, when the idea of Gilligan's Island was cooked up by creator Sh Sherwood Schwartz, as an actor in mind for the part was Jerry Van Dyke. The producer sent Van Dyke the script for the pilot. He hated it, calling it the worst thing I'd ever read. Jerry Van Dyke took another sitcom role on the advice of his agent. Van Dyke accepted the lead role as my in My Mother the Car. Yeah, you know what? You know what? He said, I'll take the role in my mother's car. And then you hear the laugh track. <laughs> It'll be a hit. <laughs> and then the music. Doing, 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 doing. Now we're having hilarity as the uh, boy gets away by swinging from, brand, you know, like Tarzan from vine to vine. Right. We have hilarity as guilt. Now look, he's got parallel bars. You see them? They're trying to hide them, but you can see them. The kid's doing gymnastics. Interesting. Whoa! Skipper, Skipper, there's an underage kid on our island. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at him. <laughs> there's an underage kid on our island. Oh, he must have gotten his place. Uh, Epstein's Island is next door. There you go. Thank you. I tried. I tried. Wow, this kid is uh, gymnastically athletic. Well, we're going to learn that he is training for the Olympics. Does this kid talk? He gives a heart to heart, right? Yep. Of course, right? So, check this out. When the Gilligan's Island first came on the air, a lot of people contacted the Coast Guard to rescue the cast. Seriously. Um, That's nuts. 
the, the American Coast Guard received several letters and telegrams grams requesting them to save Gilligan. It's uncertain if these letters were serious concerns or pranks or a mix of both. What other shows were around back then? Uh, hello, FBI. There's UFOs. I just saw it on TV. Uh, man, that's a show, UFO. Hi, Rob. Right. So now we come back from commercial and they're meeting each other. Uh, Olympics. So we're getting the whole story why he ran away. The Olympic Village is just people fucking. I had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, Raquel <laughs> Welsh was almost Marianne. Really? Well, she, she had a career back then. Nope. Well, wait a minute. I'm trying to think. She did it in 64, right? It was a show. Wait, um, A House Is Not a Home was 64 on our show, and Raquel Welch was pretty much right. unknown. She tried out for Marianne, and they thought, you know, she's very sexy, but she's out of the running because she's not the girl next door. 66 was They're the lost. movie that made her famous and made her a sex symbol two years later. You're they right. didn't know what they had. What? Yeah. Do you think this is just like lore at this point? Like, Sherman Sports wrote books about Gilgan's Island, and yes. uh, I, I think I've tried to read it. And I, I back in the day when I was like absorbing every pop culture when things were current. Mm-hmm. I think the book came out in the nineties. Uh, I have that written somewhere uh, in my notes here. He did make a book all about Gilligan's Island, and that's pretty much why I've got so much material, uh, not because I read his book, yeah. uh, about like interest, like Carol O'Connor edition for Skipper, and this was before All in the Family, which was 71. So again, they didn't know what they had. <laughs> ah, Christ, Gilligan. <laughs> Gilligan. Hey, what, what you call, we're like a uh, ship casted here, what you call. So... Now, Tom Bosley has a plan to get off the island. He's going to pretend that he's taking his wife's advice and just, you know, unwinding and relaxing. But he, like, looks like a bum. He's lazing around. He wants to stay for three months. He's trying to trick her into saying, please take me back home. Oh, Gilgan never did that. He never guilt trip Skipper. Oh, I love it here on the island. I see us here forever. He's not crazy, smart Gilligan. enough. I gotta get you off this island. Yeah. But um, every week, this Mrs. week, on Howell Castaways, would do that kind of thing. Like shame or like. Yeah, they look. Okay. They're a great couple. I mean, honestly, out of all the TV couples, uh, the millionaire and his wife were just—they loved each other yeah. so much. Yeah. This is a little funny. Watch this. Well, if you want to shave, that's okay with me. <laughs> All right. We didn't get a good enough setup. He was like, your hair's unkempt. You're unshaven. But just look at you. Look at me. And he says, well, if you want to shave, I, I'll, you know, I don't mind. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, oh, quarantine alert. I shaved today. Wow. Yeah. 
I know, right? It's always a big difference. I love how I love how like they just they they decide to take their misfortune. They have an opportunity to to make something of their lives, and they still haven't changed their clothes. Yeah, really, especially Gilligan and the Skipper, especially. I know. This is all nonsense. They never had new costumes. You see, you you look at uh, Marcia Wallace, then you look at uh, Marianne and Ginger. They now that's a rack. Carl, all right. If we're gonna have to go down the sexist road, Maria Wallace's rack is fantastic. I don't know what's wrong your problem. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see what you're seeing. I don't get it. I don't want to come off as sexist, but I think there's there's something there. Yeah, two bumps in the road. No. <laughs> did you ever watch the real Gilligan's Island? I don't know what that means. The real Gilligan's Island was a reality show on TBS. I think it was during the aughts, where they found people to to hit the archetypes of the uh, original <laughs> 60s sitcom, real. and then put them on a real island. And the big thing was that the millionaire's wife couldn't stand the fact that Gilligan was gay. And that they, like, milked that for episodes. They were like, you know, or maybe the professor was the guy who had the professor role. And that was the drama. That never happened on Gilligan. You know, give it up for Sherman Schwartz. Even though they're all white, they definitely got along. They definitely worked together. <laughs> you know? Like, if they said Gilligan was gay, they would be okay with it. They would. So obviously, Skipper's okay with it. Look at Skipper. He's been looking at that view for years. <laughs> in the bunk bed. <laughs> now, Mrs. Howell. Were they always top bunk bottom bunk? What's that? Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was just saying that they've always slept in bed bunks, and I think it's always been Skipper on the bottom. Yeah, that's just for crushing Gilligan reasons, if there's ever an accident. <laughs> oh, right. That was Endeavor's contract. <laughs> So Mrs. Howell was not a fan of Gilligan's Island at all. Natalie Schaefer, she didn't like the show. She didn't like the script. She didn't like anything about it. So she thought the pilot was going to be like this one-and-done acting job. She didn't believe the premise of the show was strong enough to be like be a whole series. And she was shocked when she got a call back that the show was picked up for more episodes. Now she was just like, okay, this is a paycheck. I'll do it. She hated the show. During. Wow. Yeah, but what were the other 60s shows back then? Hogan's Heroes? Would you okay. rather be like the zany Holocaust, uh, you know, German Nazi prisoner camp? Let's take Solid 17 and turn it into a broad comedy. There was no other, there was nothing. Did she prefer to dress up in a bikini and be trapped in a bottle? I don't, I can't think of any other show during the 60s that wasn't like, you know, Okay, so here's TV lineup 1979 on ABC. Uh, Barney Miller, okay. Charlie's Angels, Donnie and Marie, Eight is Enough. That's pretty, there's something to watch there. Um, let me put in NBC. That was ABC. Well, you know, Carl, I, I actually have in my hands the complete directory of primetime network and cable shows 1946 to present, eighth edition. Okay. And in the back of the book, they have the prime time schedule. Mm -hmm. So, for sake of argument, I could check what was on seventy nine, and see uh, what it was what competing was against. against. Them? But I, I could also, ch you know, actually, do you mind if I check uh, sixty four to see what was up against Gilligan's Island? Whatever you want. 
Uh, also in 79 Alrighty. on NBC was Chips, Different Strokes. Hello, yeah. Larry. Uh, oh, fact, Little Hello, Larry. Prairie. There was plenty to watch. BJ and the Bay. Wasn't that like, now we're getting it. We're getting into the weeds. Fred Silverman was this TV executive who turned ABC and CBS to number one. NBC hired him in the late 70s, and he proceeded to crank out Super Train, uh, Pink Lady and Jeff, and a lot of other, like, as well as, like, different strokes. Oh, no, Brendan Tartikoff kind of was the genius behind, like, Punky Brewster and, and mm -hmm. you know. I remember Okay, so let's see. Only that it was this little kid. And so when my son, Keith, the littlest one, I used to, come here, Punky, Punky Brewster, you know, put him on my knee, come yeah. to find out Punky Brewster. He came to find out Punky Brewster's a girl. He's like, Dad. <laughs> from, uh, from uh, wasn't she in, uh, didn't she have a second role? Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of uh, Blossom. I beg my pardon. Uh -huh. Okay, so I'm looking at the fall of 64 on a Saturday. Uh, Gilligan's Island was on at uh, 8.30. Yeah. It was the Jackie Gleason show from 7.30 to 8.30. Gilligan's Island, Mr. Broadway, and Gunsmoke. Uh, but they were competing against Lawrence Welk and Kentucky Jones on NBC. Wait a minute. Now, this is May 3rd, 1979? No, no. This is back in 64. This oh, is when my, it premiered. Okay, okay. Let me go ahead and check 79. So May 4th. Uh, can you can you tell me what day of the week it was? Uh, no, uh, May three, nineteen seventy nine. No, I'm not an I'm an idiot, not an idiot savant. Fine, I'll Google it. Let me Google it. May three, third, nineteen, third. Okay. It was a Saturday. You ladies in the Bay Cane Lounge. Okay, so uh, what happened on May? Oh, really? It was a Thursday. Okay, so let me go ahead. So Thursday there was Barney Miller, Soap, and 2020. Oh, no, no, I beg my pardon. ABC started off 8 o'clock with Laverne Shirley, Benson, Barney Miller, Soap, 2020. That is a solid three hours right there. Yeah. I turned to CBS. I had Walton's, Hawaii Five-0, and Barnaby fucking Jones. Yeah. Solid. And then uh, NBC, and I could see it was Buck Rogers. Quincy M.E., and Kate Loves a Mystery. Okay. So, so who well, actually, did, we're talking about May, so let me see if they... Who did this compete against? Oh, no, I take it back. Okay, so I take it back. So, back, I'm looking at the fall schedule for 80, and May would kind of fall in there. There was something called the NBC Thursday Movie. It was at 9 o'clock. NBC had Games People Play at 8, and then the NBC Thursday Movie. So, it must have premiered then. So it was competing against Magnum P.I. and Knott's Landing on CBS. That's right. And then on ABC, they had uh, Barney Miller, It's a Living, and 2020. And I That's do remember right. It's a Living. Yeah. You can't compete against the late Tom Villard in It's a Living. Yeah. Um, this was yeah. highly rated according to the Internet. Oh, okay, we're wrapping up it here. Let's, let's see. And how long? Yes, Robbie. It must have been very important to you. Mom, I've been saying that for months. Well, I guess there is a time for work and a time for play. <laughs> sometimes we're like a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we just don't hear. Aww. 
Oh, honey, if you turn to ABC, we could watch the last 10 minutes of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the Scarsdale Killer is on. Um, I used Whoa. to think that uh, show was going to do 2020 before it aired, because I had 2020 hindsight. <laughs> you know, Mike, well, I... That's all my dad watched. We had 2020 vision. This year, I've been yeah. looking at girls' butts a lot more because um, I have 2020 hindsight. Especially this year. Yeah. Well, I have uh, I bought a TV. It's my 2020 television. Uh-huh. I have 2020 television. Yeah, I bought it this year. 2020 vision. No, 2020 television. Okay, now here comes the Keep wrap going, up with masks. Okay, the, the evil masks. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yes, on the islands, boy, is like bread. Here comes the wrap-up. Did, did we ever see them eat a banana or an orange or an apple from that pile of fruit on the table? Right, it's, it's got to be plastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, we're still getting the wrap-ups of, I'm sorry I put you through such problems, honey. It's okay, I love I'm sorry I put you through such trouble. I love you too, Carl, even though I made you watch this movie. How many times did you watch this? This is my fourth fucking yeah. time. Thanks. <laughs> All right, listen, I got the next two movies lined up, and then we'll uh, you'll pick the movie. Okay. Okay, here it comes. Bad luck. Bad luck. Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, lovey, I keep telling you, Chicago. Chicago. Thurston, I have as much right to an opinion as you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I can tell you. Labels in the masks that read Made in Chicago, Illinois. Well, I made those labels myself. You mean those were actually primitive native Polynesian masks? Precisely. And I hope I prove to you all just how absurd the ancient superstitions really are. I just pretended to find those labels in the masks to show you the stereotype is shocked. Or bad luck. Oh yeah, right. They were what? Huh? Oh no, the drums are making the statues rock. Oh, that's creepy, Carl. This movie, this this theatrically released full-length movie, has gone from comedy to terror in the in the last Wait, five minutes. Now it's back to comedy. Where was the money shot? They just cut the Russell Johnson with a, a, a bowl on his head. I didn't see it, man. Look at that hair. Hate that God, he hate that one. We don't see hair. the event. We see the after. Yeah, I paid good money. I, I, this is what I would complain. And then the... Oh, and there's a... But wait a minute. So there's no, like... They don't... Screw, I thought they fucked up. Like, everyone left and then they got stranded. No, but They actually... This is open-ended. It's like you said before, it had to be open-ended, yeah, to be a, a pilot. And they didn't get picked up. Oh. Yeah, well, right. Well, you know, but some of them were too busy with Super Train. Right. He went on to Super Train. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been a... Uh, a tragedy. Oh, yeah. Well, I do remember... Had I remember the ending of Gilligan's Island. They didn't... They didn't, when they showed these shows in syndication, they played the end credits. It wasn't, you know, sometimes they'll talk over it, but they wouldn't squish it to the side or put it in yeah, a little box or tell you to skip it, yeah. you know. That started in the 90s. And you would see them, like, 
Yeah. But do you remember the, the famous ending of the Gillian's Island? They're like waving or they're on like a grotto or something like that. I forget. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, God, I'm so nostalgic. Carl, what would you think of today's movie? Uh, I loved it. It was great. Good choice. Look, man, it sucked. And it wasn't even good. I guess it's good for your show. There is a lot to talk about with Gilligan's Island. It's a, well, you know, I love TV movies. I love TV shows that become full-length movies. I prefer their theatrically released full-length movies. Yes. It's a lot more fun. But uh, there was this phenomenon, and I know that people talk about Gilligan's Island and the, and the, and the Globetrotters, and I just wanted to let them know that, you know, they did other stuff. They had these other theatrically released, uh, these TV movies. And so, and I also remember watching it. So it was the Rescue second time. from Gilligan's Island was the reu- reunion show. The one we just saw, The Castaways on Gilligan's Island, The Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island, two animated C- series. Yeah, you said Planet. Guest spots on shows like ALF, which they're all together. Uh, Baywatch, Roseanne. God. So they milked this cow. Yeah. Well, now they didn't. Probably, I, I always wonder about syndication and whether they got residuals. I mean, I know that uh, the I Love Lucy. None of the uh, day players got any residuals. Yeah. They all went to Desi Lou, and that that show was a syndication for decades. So I do wonder, I like, Lucy. you watch like Brady Bunch. Yeah, I mean, does Gilligan get like twelve cents every time it airs uh, after school? No. I mean. So yeah, Good their fame were gone, and I I do know, and then the Brady Bunch movies from the '90s, I think Gilligan shows up. Yes, that's right, and also um, Jim Bacchus was did a Brady Bunch, and six. Listen, I've got more stuff I didn't tell you during the six women played Ginger. Nine seventy minute movie. Oh wow. Uh, Tina Luis was considered to be the official is considered to be the official Ginger. Uh, due to her friction with the cast and her rough history with the show itself, she declined a- any spin-offs, reunion films, cartoons. She was just like, I am out of here. That happened, and now it's done. Well, yeah. anyway, there's lots to talk about. It was good in that sense. There were many things I didn't get to here in my notes, and that's okay. Um, <clears throat> but as far as, like enjoying a film you know like i enjoyed brain dead it was bad but i enjoyed it uh this was not funny i played you like five to eight funny moments but as a rule right you know and um also we were watching tv that is not your style michael uh yeah i know it's not my style because i've said this on this show tv like when you see a bad movie is that someone had a vision Someone had a financial backing on this, yeah. and it misfired. It wasn't their intention. They were they were wanting to make a good movie, or they wanted to make something that exploitive, but entertaining enough. And there's a misfire, you know. So, so television, television doesn't care if you think it's good or bad. They, you know, you watch right. it. You could sit on your couch complaining about it. A cur- seven commercials play. That's you what they're about after. Them. Yeah. Then the show comes on. Yeah. So as long as you watch those ads, they don't give a shit if you hate the quality of it and you're you're zinging it for your couch. They want you to zing it for your couch. They want you to sit there and watch it all day. So yeah, I agree. So it is kind of a misstep from us. But remember, we saw one TV thing that was good. It was Lonnie Anderson and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure, that was the Jane Mansfield story. Yes, right. We enjoyed that. That was good. The person who uploaded it. 
But the person who uploaded it kept all the commercials in there, and it was all ads from the 1980 uh, uh, presidential de- uh, uh, election. The yep. Democrats <laughs> want you to wait in line for gas. <laughs> they want you to drink Perrier instead of straight from the faucet like an American. Right. Isn't it time we put Ronald Reagan in the office? So, Carl, I'm looking at my prime time book, and I just wanted to follow up about the prime time schedule. So, I had mentioned that Gilligan moved a couple of nights. Their second season, they were on Thursday. They were up against the Donna Reed Show and, and Daniel Boone. And CBS offered The Munsters, Gilligan's Islands, My Three Son, and then the, the Thursday night movie. Then they, uh, then Gilligan kind of for the final season, they kind of took a bath. I just saw it a second ago. They were on Monday at eight seven thirty. That's it was them lunch, but it's not good. Yes, well, apparently the primetime schedule started at seven thirty. Not on eight. Sunday they would add like a, not eight. Hmm. So I'm looking at like even in sixty five and sixty four, for a long time the the primetime season was seven thirty to uh, eleven. Okay, so, eight to and then or, yeah, eight and nine were like the killer hours. And then 10 o'clock, it got a little fuzzy. Uh, but I don't remember 11 o'clock ever being prime time when we were young. It was no, 9 no. p.m. to 10. No, no. It, it ended at 11. The it ended at 11. There was a yeah. local news. Local right. news. And then it was a late night talk show. Mm-hmm. And then they did that thing where local news lasted until 11.35. And then you started Jay Leno or Johnny Carson or what right. have you. I never get yeah, that. I found that on Oscars. But... No, you're right. It was Johnny Yeah, it Against who? Uh, I think it was just Carson for a long time. I know network-wise, it was some prime time, like Arsenio was prime, was syndicated. Right. Uh, Thick of the Night was syndicated. Joan Rivers started the Upstart Network Fox. They put a late-night show. But usually Alex, got the network... In the game. Uh, no, you said that. Um, it was Pat Sajak for two seconds was in the game. Right, that's right. You know, I think a lot of, like, local affiliates made money off of reruns. Like, you could watch Johnny Carson or you could watch, like, Honeymooners on, or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Channel Max 9. at 1130. Yeah. So, you know, people had a habit of, like, oh, I'd rather watch the Honeymooners than watch Carson. Or was it 11? I, I was that like, it might have been at 11 against the news. What they I might have done, like, two episodes Remember back to was- back. Channel 9 and Channel 11, that's where, like, Honeymooners would show up. I just don't remember which one. I think it was 9. W-O-R? I always thought it was 11. You could be right. I always thought it was 11. Because 11 was in New York City. And, of course, famously, W-O-R is in Secaucus, New Jersey. Right. And uh, they always kind of played up the New York aspect of the Honeymooners. So I think it was... uh, Your brother did a lot of TV in Secaucus. Or was it a lot? Maybe it was only... It was more than one show. He was... my brother Adam, who recommended a movie we're going to watch in two weeks, and we'll get back to that in the next week, uh, he uh, he had a bad movie podcast called Probably Resents, but he's a television producer, and he worked on the Richard Bay People yeah, Are yeah. Interesting show or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And they would shoot that. And, you know, the Richard Bay show, they would shoot in the Secaucus camp, and they would have things like Blonde versus Burnett, Who's Better? And they would do these, like, challenges where they would shoot it on the roof of the WOR studios, and you can see Secaucus behind them, and they'll be like, you know, blonde versus brunette, mud wrestling, or something like that, on the roof of the WOR. Anything to make you... Yeah, it was an interesting show. 
Yeah, anything to make you watch. Carl, listen, I had to pull this one out. It was just kind of an oddity. It's a curio. It's a pop culture curio. So that's the reason why I it's I brought this out. I, I no problem. I can't apologize for castaways. I'm not going to apologize. Yes, you this are. This is an exception. You are. We... No, you are going to apologize. Listen, I eat what. <laughs> we our show's not ending, Carl. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> We're castaways. I'm going to Carl, listen, I'm sorry, okay? It was a clearly a pilot. Week. All right, what are we watching next week? Okay. Are you sure you don't want to pick? All right, you're going to pick the switcheroo is going to happen in the week, and then yeah. we'll do Adam's uh, suggestion down the line. All and right. That, next week, we're we're back in the land of real movies. We're back in the land of really terrible, not terrible, but just weird offbeat movies. Thank you. And when you hear weird offbeat movies, the name Robert Downey Sr. gets bandied around. Yes. Uh, he, of course, is... Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, father, and he's a famous experimental filmmaker. And I was one of the few people who saw Mad Magazine presents up the Academy in the mm-hmm. theaters, uh, films he directed. He makes these films that are just not, what did not we really watch. Can you do Pundit Swartz? Swoops? Sloops? Pundit Swartz. I don't think we ever watched that we, one, did yeah, we? Yeah, we saw Putney Swoops Putney. together. God, Carl, we've been doing the show a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that one a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. And he actually voiced Putney. He redubbed it and did his own voice on that. So we're watching a movie he did in 1974 called Greaser's Palace, Okay. where it's a Western, but like a, a modern day people show up. Palace. Uh, okay, trailer. And yes, I don't think we have a trailer, unfortunately. Oh. We have, like, uh, scenes cut out. Oh, okay. I'm relying on your audio, so I do see, like, just scenes, but I don't think there was an official Oh, that sucks. Trailer. Okay, well, Here, I'll, let me I'll try commercial, commercial instead of trailer. Okay. There's just clips from this movie. Yeah, yeah. I see yeah, it's still more okay. So we got Bingo, we got Spittoon, uh, we've got I Can Crawl Again, and Jesse's song and Red okay. Snapper. What do you like? Soldier Sam. You want to end on the song? The song, sure. That is. Well, no, no. Well, that's three minutes. I don't know about that. One we do I Can Crawl Again and call it a day. Okay, thirty-eight seconds for Red Snapper. Want to try that? Okay, let's do thirty-eight seconds. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So I put in trailer, Greaser's Palace, you'll only get clips. And if you go down to Unruly Brutes channel, you will find Red Snapper. I'm sliding it back to zero, okay. zero, zero. Uh, All right, kids, get your finger hovering over that triangle. And let's do this thing in three, two, one. G-g-g-go. Okay, three, two, one, go. In a world. Tomorrow night I'm going to get me a horse and ride up to Four Corners see Red Snapper. I know she's waiting for me because ten minutes ago she sent me the finest smoke signal I ever seen. She said, Vernon, you are the only man who ever made my bell ring. All my love, Red Snapper. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. Ugly old honey hole says hello. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, that's, that's the movie. Okay. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, 
we're going to watch, we're back to watching classic movies and odd, weird movies that we read about. I've read about Robert Downey Sr.'s uh, work, mm-hmm. several books, but this is the first time I could actually see a full-length movie of his. Thank you, YouTube, and that's the premise of the podcast. Carl, where can people find you? Uh, gosh, uh, they can go to carlsucks.com. And if they go to my mic on Tuesdays, they're getting temperature checked as they walk in the door, thanks to Mike Spiegelman. And we don't have microphone condoms, but we do have microphone prophylactics. Plus, there is a bevy of uh, squirt juice, so you can disinfect yourself. And if you go inside the bar to go to the bathroom, you must wear a mask. This is all thanks to Mike Spiegelman. Oh, absolutely. All well, right. Well, thank you so much. Carl is uh, being responsible. He is offering live entertainment from a professional bar in New Jersey. Uh, so backyard, he is backyard. obviously checking the boxes. Backyard, outdoors. Yeah, right by a billboard. You get classic New Jersey billboard facing the parkway. Uh, it's between uh, 80 and the parkway. And don't make that a New Jersey thing as if billboards aren't all over Frisco. I miss, yeah, but they're, they're Bay Area billboards. They're not real true Come Jersey on. billboards. They're not made with hard water, man. They're not boiled in hard water start, like New Jersey billboards. Start driving down Route 80, and you're going to see billboard, 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 billboard. It's every state. It isn't here. It's America. It's <laughs> no, no, man. Listen, man, the billboards, the billboards in California are different. When you fold them in the half, there's no grease pours out of them. You know, they're completely they're, they're fluffy. You know, it doesn't even taste like a billboard. That's a fair cop. I mean, that's a fair criticism. <laughs> yeah. Well, take it from me, an, an ex-Jersey is in California. Yeah. I've been in California 27 years, but I'm still an ex-Jersey. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, speaking of California, if you're in Humboldt County, pick up the latest copy of Savage Henry magazine. Oh, uh, the comedy magazine theme. It's the new normal. I did get accepted. I'm in the, the new issue. And if you're not in Humboldt County... Well, you're probably smoking shitty weed, but if you're not in Humboldt County, you can still read the magazine. There's a digital copy on a website called Issue. Sit in tight. I-S-S-U-U.com. Go ahead and type that in. Type in Savage Henry Magazine, and you could find my latest article. It's uh, Your Breath Stinks. So if you're not going to wear a mask to, for, because of the pandemic, you at least wear the mask. And I, I make a lot of your breath smells so bad. COVID style jokes. So I'm going to save it. Go ahead and find that. Carl, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been a pleasure to watch Gilligan's Island, man. We've been friends for years. I don't think we've ever watched an episode of Gilligan's Island together. You know, some things, you know, sometimes you don't fix what ain't broke, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Too late. I fixed it. It's done. I'm looking forward to Greaser's Palace. Back to movies. Sounds great. And we're looking forward to watching Let Us Watch Greaser's Palace with you, the audience. So Please, if you haven't subscribed, do so. Go ahead and rate us on uh, iTunes and go ahead and write some shitty thing on uh, Twitter. I don't know how the, the, the internet yeah. works. Well, we love your support. Keep supporting Mutiny Radio. If this episode airs and Mutiny is still around, you're doing the right thing. Uh, Carl, Stop thank you so much, that, man. It was Mike. fun. Stop saying that. Oh, I didn't say nothing. Okay. I Listen, said what? go no. to Mutiny Radio, All hit right. the donate button. Yeah, do that. Don't, why don't you donate? I don't remember your song. Yeah. All right, Carl, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you, you, audience. Thank you, Carl. Bye. L, L, L. Double, double, double. A, A, L, 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 L,
Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike L-W-A-F-L. Okay, all right, we passed. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh, God, okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Do it again. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. 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 Let's watch a boom. On YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie. On YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie. On wrote this song, my turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter, it's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that, don't follow me now, follow me later. I mean, for right now, ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a 
let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch It's the House of Pride Show with your host, Tweeka Turner. It's the Pride Top 20 Countdown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. House of Pride Radio coming at you live from San Francisco. We have a guest right now. We have the one and only DJ Lil Gay with us. Uh, can you hear us? Yeah, Tweeka, I'm excited to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Great to have you back. Now, I know you're live on the highway. Which highway are you driving on right now? You know, I don't even, I think I'm on 880. <laughs> He's lost. Or 580, 580, <laughs> 580. There you go. We're lost in multiple ways over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so great to have you back on uh, the countdown uh, today. Uh, but uh, we want to highlight um, an event that you as a producer and DJ um, have coming up, have cooking for us coming up at the end of the month. Go ahead and tell us all about it. Yeah, so this is going to be awesome. We're not... Totally, totally released yet, but on April 30th, Make A Party will be back at DNA Lounge for a Parklet event, and it will also be live-streamed, and we have some amazing people booked. Um, yourself, you know, we're super thrilled to have you. We have Ray Rose coming all the way from Tiger Heat and Los Angeles. So those are the two ones that I am going to release right now because we have some other amazing things in the works. Oh, great. Yeah, coming all the way from L.A. in the house. It's going to be a party uh, representing uh, the Big Gay Party production team, uh, which consists of you, DJ Lil Gay. Who else is involved? Yeah, you know, um, it's crazy how much the company's grown. We have about 16 employees now. Um, we actually just added J.I. He used to be a fellow, like, promoter, if you will, for the Boy Bar um, at the cafe as well as the crib back in the day. And he actually was there for when Lady Gaga came to the crib back in the day. So it was super awesome to work with J.I., and he's super amazing. We have DJ Snowflake. Uh, we have a girl named Kathy, and we have a, three interns now at the company. So that's super awesome. Super awesome indeed, and congratulations on the growth of your company. Uh, and where can folks go to follow uh, Big Gay Party? Awesome. So the best place to follow us would be our Instagram, and it is literally just at Big Gay Party. Super easy, or you could follow us on Facebook as well, just Big Gay Party. And then our Twitch would be Big Gay Party Online. Well, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what did you yeah. say? What? Oh, sorry, Tweeka. All of our current events definitely should be on our Instagram first. All right. Thanks, Big. <laughs> thanks. I almost called you Big Gay. Big Lil, but it's Lil Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Flaming I'm Queen. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you, Lil Gay from Big Gay Party. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Pride Top 10 countdown coming live from San Francisco. Here's our first debut coming in at number 10. It's Ray Guell and 
Company B, featuring Company B, all the way from Miami, representing right here, coming in at number 10. Special message from Ray Well right now. Hi, this is Ray Gwell, and you're listening to My World is Empty Without You on the Pride Top 20 Countdown. Great debut from Ray Gwell and Company B. All right, down to number nine, one of my favorite songs, a big, big hit from Jason Walker. It's all to you, former number one. Check it out. 
All right, all right, DJ Lil Gay's gonna join us now to help us out on the countdown. Yeah. 
Hey. <sighs> 